AU on the go. AU on the go. To inform on developments of the Commission. Pour informer sur les développements de la Commission. To engage and discuss AU policies and their impacts. Involver et discuter les politiques de l'AU et ses impacts. And of course, interact with our listeners on the continent and beyond. وبالطبع التفاعل مع مستمعينا في جميع أنحاء القارة الإفريقية وخارجها. AU on the go. AU on the go. We have to admit that corruption it is a main reason for African countries under development and not under development only. Corruption is killing people. They don't have health services. They don't have education. They are impoverished. We have street children, homeless children, and most of the reason of these things is. That was a participant speaking at the AU meeting in Nigeria just last month. Ladies and gentlemen, AU citizen, this is Loic Youth welcoming you to AU on the Go. AU on the Go. Recently, I had the pleasure of traveling with the AU Civil Society Advisory Board, ECOSOC, to Abuja, Nigeria, on a very important meeting regarding the AU theme of the year, Combating Corruption, a Sustainable Path to Development. We so often hear this term corruption, but what is it exactly? An act of corruption refers to an abuse of public or private office for private gain. But then, as previous speakers have mentioned, corruption is not limited to just bribery or something of monetary value. At the Independent Commission Against Corruption, as power law, an act of corruption also includes conflict of interests, all sorts of influence, the acceptance of unauthorized gifts or excessive hospitality. We are told by the Transparency International that close to 4.2 billion uh, pounds is held up in London on account of persons from Africa who are politically exposed persons. 4.2 billion so you have that fact, for example, President Jacob Zuma using up government funds for personal use, or even the former Gambian president, Yahya Jame, fleeing his country with millions of state dollars in his pockets. So those are just two recent examples of corrupt acts on the continent. But corruption has been going on for way longer than we can comprehend. However, why is it only now that the AU is choosing this as a theme of the year? When discussions began in 2017 on what theme should be dedicated for 2018, most of our member states, our AU member states, had some kind of objections on this theme for 2018, anti-fight against anti-corruption. Because as we all know, most of our member states, even all, have their own kind of limitations about the topic of corruption, and they don't always like to indulge into this. But after a series of negotiations with the different member States, they finally came to agree that 2018 should be dedicated to the fight against corruption on the continent. To this effect, Executive Council Decision 951 of July 2017 then declared the African Anti Corruption Year and the policy organs requested the AU Advisory Board to come up with an appropriate team for this. Then, this team was then presented to the Assembly and they approved it for it to be winning the fight against corruption, a sustainable path to Africa's transformation, which is the team which we are commemorating this year. That was Kevin Chacho from the AU's Political Affairs speaking at his presentation in Abuja. Further on, he stated that in terms of Agenda 2063, getting rid of corruption will align with Aspiration 3, which seeks an Africa of good governance, democracy, respect for human rights, justice, and the rule of law. 
But despite being the theme of the year, ridding ourselves of corruption is something the AU has been focusing on for over a decade. And while an AU convention on battling corruption was adopted back in 2003, we still face major issues with corruption. Tabon Beki report of 2015 clearly highlighted that over 50 billion US dollars goes out of the continent in terms of illicit financial flows. The member states also felt like that there's a strong link between different other trades such as illicit financial flows and corruptions, and that this too needed to be tackled. Here we are 15 years after the anti-corruption convention, but that fact from Tabon Beki's report really leaves us questioning how far have we come in eradicating corruption? How far has the AU pushed in this fight to get rid of corruption? Well, there is a link to the 29-page document on our Facebook and Twitter pages. But here are the five main objectives of the convention. The first is to promote and strengthen development in Africa by each state party by preventing and eradicating corruption and related offenses in the public and private sector. The second, promoting, facilitating, and regulating cooperation among state parties to ensure measures are effectively implemented. Thirdly, coordinate and harmonize policies and legislation between state parties. Fourth, promote socioeconomic development. And last but not least, establish the necessary conditions to foster transparency and accountability in public affairs management. So I guess this all sounded nice on paper, but if we still have assets held up overseas and are losing tons of money every year illegally, this was not well implemented or there must be something we're missing. So yes, this year's meeting in Abuja was to knuckle down on how to fight corruption and defeat it once and for all. So what were the expected outcomes for this meeting and moving forward? The first one will be, of course, the number of citizens-led AU-backed initiatives on anti-corruption across Africa will definitely double with a correlated increase in knowledge across the continent on the dangers of corruption on socio-economic and political transformation of Africa. The second will be to increase the number of citizens and state-based participation in the regional and relevant international anti-corruption instruments and measures. The third, increase domestication and implementation of all AU and RECS instruments that have bearings on anti-corruption at the local, national and continental levels. The fourth, the fight against corruption will have contributed significantly to the realization of Agenda 2063 and implementation of other relevant development agendas aimed towards sustainable development of the continent. This sounds very much like the convention. I hear so many echoes from the convention. But this time, the African Union is trying to innovate new communication methods to flag corruption. They want to increase people's knowledge on the matter and how they can aid in the fight against corruption. And also, how can the AU collaborate with member states and civil society organs to take on this fight? So all in all, it sounds to me like the AU is saying, look, this is not a fight that can be won alone. We need synergy between all 55 countries on the continent. Going back to the convention, however, it's important to note that not all AU member states have ratified the 2003 convention. So far, the 55 member states, only 38 have ratified. So before the AU can even move forward, they want to get everybody else on the same page. Two other activities that could play a really huge part in this fight against corruption are... The organization of a youth congress against corruption. The whole idea of the Youth Congress is to engage the young people on the continent from the 55 member states on uh, the impacts of corruption in Africa. The second activity, of course, is sports against corruption. In February, we had a meeting with CAF. And I say they're important because, firstly, involving youth is going to be very critical. The young ones are heavily affected by corrupt malpractices. We could talk of the lack of jobs, lack of proper education, just to name a few. So we need to be included in these decisions and action plans going forward. Secondly, sports has the power to bring people together. And as mentioned earlier, it will take a collective effort from all of us to win this fight. So the AU is looking to partner with CAF or the African Football Federation to see how they can promote this theme at their various events. 
So that will not just be limited to 2018, but going down the line, how can we keep repeating this theme? How can we keep making it salient so people know how serious the AU is about fighting corruption? Finally, when Kevin from the AU was quizzed on checks and balances, the African Union has said that nations that have ratified the convention have to send reports to the AU every two years to show their progress on how they're fighting corruption or how they try to eradicate the little, little things that we tend to overlook in our society. He further said that those who have not ratified the convention are not legally bound to the AU. But once again, that in itself is something the commission is working on, getting everybody on board. So the next question, what happens when all the reports are submitted? Now, when you report, there are conditions that must be highlighted in the reports and which we at the level of the AU we focus on the challenges, their prospects and the way forward. And we focus basically on the challenges. And when we analyze those challenges, then we the AU we write to the member states to provide technical assistance on how they can overcome these challenges. That is what we do at the level of the commission. Overall, it sounds like the AU has talked the talk at this meeting and we'll have to see how things play out from here. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a quick break as I'm sure it's a lot of information to digest. However, when we return, we take a look at what other experts on the issues have said on how we can fight against corruption. AU on the go. AU on the go. To inform on developments of the commission. Pour informer sur les développements de la commission. To engage and discuss AU policies and their impacts. Involver et discuter les politiques de l'OAU et ses impacts. And of course, interact with our listeners on the continent and beyond. Welcome back, listeners. Before the break, we looked at how the AU decided it will take a collective effort to overcome this fight. However, someone at the meeting made an interesting point. We're looking at corruption from just one side. We are focusing on the big thieves and doing nothing about bribery and corruption in the hospitals, bribery and corruption in the higher institutions, what the policemen collect on the road. We are doing nothing about such. And this is where civil society becomes very, very important. If we don't, if civil society does not take a revolutionary approach to these issues, then there is no point we come here to discuss corruption. Funny how he mentions this because I'm sure a lot of you can relate. So while I was at the airport flying back, two people at different times asked me if I didn't have a little something for them. And I just laughed knowing that we're leaving an anti-corruption meeting and this is happening. But then it's just how a society works, I guess. But that in itself is the problem, accepting it. So we need to start climbing down on these little, little forms of corruption before we can even attack the bigger fish. Following this statement, we listen to expert panelists whose organizations have devised methods of dealing with corruption. Here are some of the mechanisms that have been put in place already. I don't know if you are aware that the ICPC has an anti-corruption academy here in Abuja, located in Kefi. Now, that is a very good platform for CSOs in Africa to visit and to learn. Because at that institution, we award diploma certificates on anti-corruption, even up to postgraduate diploma, right? It is open to Africans. It is open to all persons who are interested in the fight against corruption to please endeavor and try to see how you can connect with the Anti-Corruption Academy. At the ICAC for short, Independent Commission Against Corruption will say ICAC, we use a three-pronged approach that is based on investigation, 
prevention, and education. When I say investigation, our teams investigate into alleged complaints of corruption, or we can start an investigation, an investigation on our own based on, for example, media reports, report of director of national audit office, and so on. We also investigate into acts of corruption referred to by other authorities, for example, the commissioner of police, the Mauritius Revenue Authority, and so on. Now, the outcome of an investigation can be there is no act of corruption. It can also be there is no act of corruption, but there is disclosure of mismanagement or maladministration, especially in public service. The, the next prong is prevention. What we mean by prevention is a review of systems, procedures, and practices in public bodies for public service delivery. Education, this is the third prong. When we talk of education, at the lowest level it means sensitization of the general public. After sensitization, we use a targeted approach to specific stakeholders where we, we empower the stakeholders, targeted stakeholders, so that they have relevant information, relevant skills to recognize what is an act of corruption, to resist acts of corruption, to reject acts of corruption, and to report acts of corruption. So what stood out to you guys after listening to these two different experts? To me, the common denominator was the importance of teaching people about corruption and raising more awareness. The more people know about corruption and its many forms, the better equipped the continent will be in general to fight corruption. This then led me on to a next thought. Teaching people about this means there will be more whistleblowers or more snitches to call out the corruption acts. However, should these whistleblowers be going after someone of high power that could leave them or their loved ones in danger? So while teaching people about the different forms of corruption and how to spot them is good, we will also have to come up with a framework to protect these people because they are really leaving themselves exposed. So the meeting wrapped up with participants suggesting what else could be done to fight corruption. Here are some of what they came up with. To offer frameworks for effective interaction between government, quasi-government institutions, private sector, media, trade unions, labor unions, faith-based groups, traditional rulers, and others. Digitizing transactions instead of face-to-face a meeting which will minimize human, minimizing human contact will minimize the, uh, the opportunity for corruption. Like for instance in the ports, if you are not actually meeting somebody at the port, you won't have the opportunity to bribe somebody for your goods coming in and going out. So if it is digitized and you are sitting behind a computer and doing what you are doing, the person in the port is also doing the same thing. We must introduce an education system from primary school that promote a culture of good governance, transparency, accountability, and fight against corruption because 
we must start it from scratch, from primary school. And we, we, we looked at AU strengthening um, the ECOSOC National Civil Society chapter to carry out different duties in, in the member states like data analysis, advocacy, public financial management, to name a few, and also to establish an award system wherein the countries that you know have done well can be awarded in some way. All the recommendations were really worth it, they were really good, and a lot for the AU to take under consideration. And if you listeners have any more to share, please do not hesitate to send us an email or tweet at us or even find us on Facebook. So that brings us to the end of this anti-corruption segment, which is also the African Union theme of the year. So... Enough of lip service want to fight corruption and win it. And that is why we are here. It doesn't get clearer than that. Well, thank you all for tuning in once again. And as usual, a big shout out to Ernest Kaliza on the sound editing. From the CEDO team and I, Loic Youth, same bye for now. AU on the go. AU on the go. To inform on developments of the commission. Pour informer sur les développements de la commission. To engage and discuss AU policies and their impacts. Involver et discuter les politiques de l'AU seus impactos. And of course, interact with our listeners on the continent and beyond. وبالطبع التفاعل مع مستمعينا في جميع أنحاء القارة الإفريقية وخارجها. AU on the go. AU on the go.